Yeah, I can hear you and I can hear me. You can hear me. I can hear you. And you can hear you. I can hear me. <laughs> Maybe we could do a format for this one where I'm finding out how much you know about it. Sure. Okay, fun. Quiz time for you. Should we establish an opening for this or should it always just be awkward and clunky? <laughs> I guess you can you can establish an opening. Well, maybe it'll come naturally. That's what I keep telling myself, but yeah. then it keeps not happening. So right. I don't know. <laughs> At first I thought it's going to be like when you get a pet and you don't name it right away because you want to like learn what it acts like hmm. before you choose the name, even though I didn't do that with our cat. I named her before we even adopted her. Yeah. But I feel like people do that sometimes. Well, she actually did come to you in a dream. And That's true. Because that she's name. a fae. She's yeah. not just a cat. Hmm. <laughs> this is the Sister Luna Psychic Services podcast, and today is not Lamas. <laughs> it's August 4th? That's right. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. Why did you say that part? And why are you looking know. at me now like that's supposed to be something? <laughs> that is what year it is. Yeah. 2020. 2020. It stings. It's the... Best year. The year's so nice, they named it twice. Yuck. 20. Yuck. 20. <laughs> that was, was that twice or was that three times? <laughs> okay. Um, Lamas happened three days ago, and John and I went to a gathering that was not by any means like. A coven or anything it was just a party that someone who I do practice with sometimes a friend of ours decided to have on that day at a, not a big party just like a few people at his house and we were well within the restrictions for social well, I think you can have like 50 people now so yeah anyway yeah it didn't get very pagany until someone asked what day it was <laughs> and then even though i was so stoned that i would have preferred to crawl like exit my body and just go hang out in the astral plane until it was over <laughs> someone decided to ask me to explain it to everyone someone did that yeah someone mm. did it and who, whose name was who was that who had no. which person at that party was the one who put me in that, that position? was me Yes, that was you, John. Even after I had dug my nails into your arm and told you to get me out of that party, you proceeded to I suggest that I explain to everyone why we were there. In my defense, mm -hmm. I did not understand how off you were feeling at that point. It was um, that banana bread. Ooh, I was not expecting that to happen, obviously. Um, I was assured by the baker of this special bread celebration bread that it would be fine for me to eat a whole piece because he himself claimed to have eaten the ends of two loaves earlier that day. So, yeah. I think uh, his resistance and yours are... Uh, very different levels. Also, I realized that when he said that he burnt 
the weed a little bit when he was making the butter and that takes out some of the THC. According to that, like if we are going to assume that that's correct information, then it could be the fact that the end of the bread, because it's more baked, is also less THC in it. Which I just, that just occurred to me right now. I definitely had like a nice fat middle of the loaf piece. Hmm. Even though it was on top, it's not like I picked out the big piece on purpose. It was just the one that was there. Yeah, no, I, that checks out, I think. I'll, yeah. I'll buy your reasoning. Okay. If you are a baker or a scientist, please <laughs> reach out and let us know. Yeah, or if you're just a huge stoner. Or a lot that, of experience yeah. making banana bread that makes you go insane. <laughs> That's a type of baker. Puke in your, on the side of the road. Right. Mm-hmm. That was good times. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think if I had eaten like a quarter of that piece, I would have been fine. Probably, yeah. I mean, after having witnessed you go through this whole experience, when I got home, I did still have half a piece myself, <laughs> and it was way too much for me, but... Again, like, my tolerance for for weed is even less than yours. Yeah. It's a a comparable difference between you and me and you and Jared. Oh, yeah. Well, I think that ours would be closer to each other than either of us are to Jared, that's for sure. He said I'm a bit of a stoner when he was giving me the rationale of having eaten the four ends not your fault jared i'm an adult and i make my own decisions (laughs) okay but the reason i ate the banana bread that makes you go insane was because it was llamas and the reason we didn't record this on llamas is because when i got home i didn't know what to do at any moment i was like I don't know. I should lay down. No, I shouldn't. I should take a shower. No, I should stand in the middle of this room looking at from the bed to the shower trying to decide which thing I should do. Like, that's... It was not possible for us to record at that point. I was way too gone. You fell asleep pretty quickly. It felt like I stood there for, like, half an hour deciding if I was going to shower or go to bed. No. (laughs) That was, like... Maybe under a minute. Mm. So when I did have to explain to everyone at the party as I was fleeing what (laughs) llamas is, I think I said, like, the first harvest. Uh, I'm just kind of, like, rattling off, like, buzzwords associated with llamas. Mm. Like, the grain sacrifice and beer times. (laughs) Bread making. (laughs) People were like, what? (laughs) I think you were actually a lot more coherent than you're making it sound right now. Really? How do you remember it going? You were saying, like, yeah, it's the first harvest, and so it's, like, the early plants, and then it's also, I mean, everything that you just said, but... In the sentence format, instead of yes, point form. Mm. Um, I think I made a parallel of like the God die. Did I did I point out the Jesus part of like the bread body body of Christ business? You did not. Oh, okay. Well, 
Okay, we're gonna do a quiz where we're gonna. I just gave you a hint <laughs> for the quiz. Sorry, we're gonna do a bit of a quiz where we find out how much John knows about this holiday. I think that'll be kind of fun way to set it up for Sabbaths. Sure. Because if I just sit here, I'm just gonna be like pontificating about it the whole time, and that'll be boring. Mm. Okay. So are we getting into the quiz right now? Are you ready? I yeah. Why? I didn't, well, I didn't study, but... I know. It's not a quiz you're supposed to study for. It's a... What do they call that? What are, those, what are they called? The quiz they give you at the start of the, like, semester to find out what you know. Um, like an aptitude test? No. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. No. That's not what I meant, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Maybe they only did that Case with kids setting. who were stupid and had to, like, repeat classes because that definitely happened to me a couple times but yeah I, i'm not familiar oh. well if you were less smart you probably would have had that experience at some point it's literally starting the semester office how dumb are you <laughs> but not in our case in our case it's just for fun how okay. much do you happen to know about this one particular admittedly lesser known mm-hmm. turns of the wheel as they say Right. The wheel of the year is ever turning. I feel like when I say stuff like that, I have to start talking in a weird Gandalf voice. Okay. When is Lamas? Uh, midsummer. Okay. Sure. In Canada, that's pretty accurate, I guess. Is it not? Is it not the the actual like middle point of summer, like between, like halfway between the solstice and the equinox? Well, that leads into my next question. Is Lamas a solar or lunar holiday? A lunar holiday. Okay, so then why would it be placed specifically between two solar holidays? I guess more roughly, it's it's halfway between. Um, it depends on which calendar you're following, hmm. really. Celts and... I'm not going to say Vikings because remember Rebecca was like, we're not Vikings. <laughs> I don't know. Practicers of Nordic mm-hmm. paganism follow it too. Or like maybe they don't now, but they're people who they're emulating did. Like Germanic people in however many thousands of years ago. Right. Did. Thousands? I don't know. A long time ago. <laughs> in the Viking age. Mm. And in the Celtic era, they followed the lunar calendar. And month it's so weird. It's like months where a moon phase was a month. Mm-hmm. And also a month, a day was like starts at night and then goes until the middle of the day the next day. Wait, what? Like instead of you saying, oh, I don't know. I f- okay, sorry. We'll cut that part out. <laughs> I fucked that up. <laughs> But what would happen to the other part of the day? What do you mean? If the day started at night and goes to the middle of the next day. Oh, <laughs> I mean, what? it's like the days are counted reverse. Oh, like like noon is the actual midnight. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. I think... And maybe it doesn't even say in here. I could have sworn I read it in here a second ago, but maybe it was a different book. I did look into a whole bunch of different ones. 
I think it's the first full moon after the start of August, technically. Okay. Like, depends on who you ask at this point, because paganism is pretty DIY in our age, especially if you're not in a particular coven or mm-hmm. whatever. You're not practicing garden garden Wicca or something. Then you can kind of just pick whatever days you want. Just decide, like, say, well, I decided. What, uh, what is the August moon? Or the first? They call it the Sturgeon moon. Sturgeon. All the moons, yeah, like, they're all named after, like, the type of thing that you hunt at that time or the plants that are available. Like, there's a strawberry moon and beaver moon and Uh, stuff like that. Sturgeon's a, a bird? It's a fish. A fish, yeah. <laughs> a big fish. Like, they grow to be several meters long. Oh, well. Yeah. So you can imagine how being able to catch those would be a significant time of year. Right? Mm-hmm. have to have a pretty strong pull. Yeah. Well, actually, my dad tried to... He, like... This is such a classic shitty dad thing. It's really funny. We, because I used to actually enjoy fishing with my Guido, so my mom's dad. But we would go out on like a little like crappy John boat with the motor on the back and just like around the lakes of Ontario looking for a good spot. And so then my dad, being the deadbeat that he was on one of the times that he got to like hang out with us. We went to visit him, I think, in BC, and he was, he set up this, like, fishing excursion for us to go on in, like, the ocean where you hire the boat and then you go on it and there's all these fishing poles, like, mounted to the side of the boat. Yeah. And we were supposed to be fishing for a sturgeon. And so my dumbass dad was like, you like fishing? Let's go catch the biggest fish around. We're going in the ocean with these huge poles that are like, blah, blah, blah. This is... I don't know. He's such a dumbass. And we did not even get a bite the whole time we were out. Like, at all. Yeah, I went on one of those (laughs) ocean excursion boats as well. Um, Fishing for... I can't remember what it, we were supposed to be finding out there, um, but it was in Mexico, mm-hmm. and so it was just drinking Tecate on a boat and getting a sunburn. Yeah, I got a sunburn too. Pretty good, but no <laughs> fish. I was mad. I did not want to be on that boat, but I was also a teenager, so mm-hmm. that doesn't help. Um, yeah, sturgeon man. Were you allowed to have beer? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, under normal circumstances, I probably would have, like, my dad wouldn't have tried to stop me from having beer. Right. He wouldn't have cared. Yeah. But there was, like, other responsible adults there, mm-hmm. so probably couldn't have gotten away with it. Hmm. Okay. Which deity, which Celtic deity is associated with this holiday? Celtic deity. Okay, which deity is most notably associated with this holiday? Um, will thinking about the name help me? Yes. Is it Lugan? <laughs> Just Lug. Lug? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was good, though. Yeah. Pretty good. It's literally, 
I'm going to pronounce this wrong again because, again, it's a Gaelic word and it's mm. impossible to pronounce Gaelic words correctly. Well, I don't think it's impossible. Unless you're Irish. Oh, okay. I'm Which, only partially Irish. Right. Don't look at me like that. I have mostly Ukrainian and some French and probably like all the Question parts mark. of the British Isles like yeah. mixed together. Lugnasad literally means like feast of Lug. Uh, like it's for him. It's his special day. Uh, and I find it interesting that there's only two of those that I've found anyway that are that are practiced widely by pagans now and one is for Lug and one is for Bridget. So I kind of wonder if a lot of people use them as their two like patron mm. deities. However, from what I've read about actual Celtic pagan like observances, the altar where you'd have a god and goddess like statue or candle wasn't a thing. So yeah. That would be a modern version, I hmm. think, rather than you know. But they had a from. Like, they had a pretty broad pantheon. Um, right? Yes. The interesting thing about the Celtic pantheon is that it includes heroes as well. Uh, like, in the same way, almost, that it would include deities. Mm. I guess it's like a Hercules type of thing, sort of. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Serenus is like the Hercules of Celtic mythology. Right. Or not Serenus. Oh, my God. Sorry. Finn? Cuclin. Hmm. Finn Balor. I'm trying to change the subject to wrestling. No, Finn, uh... Is it Finn McCool? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's more of, a, like, a folktale. Hmm. Balor is the, the demon. Hmm. Right. Okay. So, what type of foods do people eat? On Lugnasad. Uh, special banana bread. <laughs> no, but breads. Pretty sure THC soaked banana bread is not a traditional food of the Feast of Lug. <laughs> yeah. Is a, a few of those ingredients are not a few, yeah. domestic to... <laughs> to Ireland? Yeah. It would be, yeah, breads, but also early harvest vegetables so like leafy greens and tomatoes and maybe not tomatoes i mean it depends on what part of the world you're in i guess yeah i think in a lot of places they would say that you eat leafy greens at like ostara even or beltane oh, okay you know what i mean yeah but yeah i think a lot of people make yeah, bread. And also berries are available and mm. some stone fruits are available too right now. Yeah. Um, and what about booze? Uh, beer. Mm-hmm. Um, mead because honey is available. Yep. And I'm not sure, wine? Yeah, wine. Because grapes are also probably like an early harvest still for grapes. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Um, different varieties would come ripe at different times. I would know because I used to live in the Okanagan and I had no job, so I always worked on vineyards. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, now I can't remember the specifics about this. I'm so bad with names and that type of stuff. But I read a thing about Lugnasad being a time of year where they would make the first cider as well like they would be um, kind of their yeah. first trip like through the orchard where there might be some fallen apples mm-hmm. and so they would be like okay now we're gonna like start fermenting the first cider of the year right <laughs> like how your your brewing like gears are turning <laughs> i can see them <laughs> you're like oh an excuse to make a cider are interesting <laughs> probably if you started making it at lugnistad then you could have a really like good one, a really potent one by like Samhain. Mmm, right. That's interesting, actually. Ooh. That question I was gonna ask this is probably too vague. Hmm. If you don't get it, I'll figure out a different way to phrase it that's a bit more obvious. What like symbolic similarity do the holidays of Lugnasad and Samhain have in common? Uh, they're both harvest festivals. Well, that's true. Um, one being the first, one the other being the last. Yes. Um. That's actually a clue to the thing I was thinking of. Like, it's to do with harvesting. You can, that might be a good, you're on the right track. Mm, does it have to do with death or sacrifice? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Should I say more or do I? Yeah, go ahead. I guess that... Show off. I don't know anything. That's the point of the podcast. (laughs) Um, You're doing pretty good so far. I guess it's that the the harvest, the act of harvesting, is is literally like causing the death of of your plants. And so it is a celebration of, you know, that sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. The grain god. It's actually like a new thing, kind of. I think it was written in the Golden Bough, which was written in like turn of the century-ish. So what's new for paganism Yeah, to be th- talking about the grain god? Mm. Um, but I kind of like it. I mean, it's too vague to be older than that. You know what I mean? Because it wouldn't just be the green god it would be like this particular green god mm. from this place yeah you know but it's a good way to kind of summarize the fact that you to acknowledge the sacrifice of the living things that you consume similar to thanksgiving in a way i guess but yeah every harvest festival has that aspect to it like you were saying yeah it just gets it gets kind of progressively more dark in the sense of like content but also the days are getting shorter as the year goes on. So, sorry. We also forgot about corn. Corn is another big Ooh, food yeah. for now. Yeah. Sorry, could you explain that again? The, like, the grain god was, like, a small regional god, and then... No. He, he was... I don't think he... Well, I don't know. There's probably some... If you, like, were really an encyclopedia of theology, you'd probably know of a similar... Mm-hmm regional god but what i was saying is that there was a book written called the golden bow where the author attempted to compare and 
like point out the similarities between various ma- masculine deities. Right. Um, and I think that book is the first time that the green god is like mentioned. Okay. Um, but it's it's basically just that yeah, acknowledging that your own survival requires the death of other living things. Okay. You know, like. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. A sheaf of wheat is just as alive when you harvest it as a cow or chicken is. Right. Both living things. Tired of you vegans acting like animals are the only thing that dies when you eat it. It's ridiculous. It's interesting. Um, I was about to say it obviously wouldn't be linked, but maybe they are linked. The... I would have to look it up because it's a long Nahuatl name, um, but like the Nahuatl, so like Aztecs, and but also like other tribes and mm-hmm. um, I don't know associated peoples from that region. Yeah, worship what is basically a grain god who is I'm absolutely going to butcher this, but basically like. One of the re- the ways that they um, honor him is is through sacrifice, through human sacrifice sometimes, and like it's a very specific kind of like combat based sacrifice. And in return, the god granted the people corn, right? And it's part of like the their origin story or their like their origin of humanity story. Mm. Is that when the gods were first creating man, they tried, like, building them out of clay or, like, building them out of different things. But ultimately, humans were made out of corn. This is ringing some bells. I think I might have watched, like, a Nova special on it or something at some point. Is this where the soccer ball thing is, too, with the head inside the soccer ball? Yes, absolutely. I've seen a thing about this. Yeah. Yeah. I might have showed it to you. Maybe. Maybe. I think I watched it a long time ago. I might have watched it twice, though. That's possible. Yeah, no, it's the, the the soccer game where you kick it through, like, a stone hoop. Right. I remember uh, thinking that looks really hard to do. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> like, they were using, like, like a boulder, basically. To right. Get it. And, yeah, part of the whole story is that it, it was so loud, the people playing it, that it woke up, like these evil gods that live in the <laughs> underworld. Um, oh, so you have to make a sacrifice to appease them so they go back to sleep. That's part of it. Okay. Um, I really should have like looked at the story. Because okay. like, if anyone actually knows it and is listening, like they know how badly I would just butcher it. But maybe they'll, that'll mad. give them an excuse to reach out to us. It's true. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can email us. We've got it all. It's all, it's all there. You can yell at us in whichever format is most convenient for you. Did you say you're on TikTok too? Um. So I briefly downloaded TikTok. I uploaded one video of my cat reading tarot cards, hmm. and like some people liked it, and then I just kept getting notifications of random videos and. I didn't ever followed anyone, and I was confused, and then I realized I'm too old for TikTok, mm. and I deleted it. I've been still thinking about it, though. Like, it's been in the back of my mind, and the account is still there. I just don't have the app right. on my phone, so. 
I mean, yeah. I guess if you want to go watch one video of our cat reading tarot cards, you could go on to TikTok. Find us on TikTok. <laughs> but if you say something on there, I'm not going to know about it because mm-hmm. I don't have that app anymore. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen some videos, like some TikTok witch videos, actually, that I really like. Okay. Um, I don't know, though. It's as a format for that type of thing. It doesn't seem like it's the best because... How much are you really going to get across in right. like a short video? I don't know. I don't know. Vine was only like yeah, but seconds. Vine was not for learning about stuff. It was for, for comedy. Uh, there, yeah, uh, there are definitely some vines that should have like at least been nominated for Oscars. <laughs> there, yeah, I love Vine. Hmm. I would never talk shit on vine it's like my you've seen me sit there and watch vine compilation after vine compilation and just cry by myself laughing at them like i love vine vine (laughs) comes back then find us on vine yeah for sure absolutely and nexopia ew no please don't look me up on nexopia (laughs) i'm cutting that part out It haunts me to know that that profile is, like, out there somewhere. <laughs> and it's possible that someone computer savvy could find it and, like, look at it. That just makes my skin crawl. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now I kind of want to find it. Mm, please don't try. Okay. When you were talking about the green... Um, deity and you were saying that they have a human sacrifice that's combat based first of all i got some okay no the first thing i thought was that sounds like a sweet way to die and the second thing i thought was this is giving me some hunger games vibes a little Mm. bit like go fight someone else in like a pit so that one of you can be sacrificed and then we'll give you some grain that's literally if you were summing up the plot of the Hunger Games. That yeah. could also be the description. I should also. <laughs> you think they based it on that? Mm. Like accidentally, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Um, I, I should note that it was extremely rare for there to be human sacrifices, and I think it was you did generally say. only like fighting age males. But like one of one of the big things that the um, Spaniards used to get more funding for the colonial project was to uh, overhype the human sacrifice. Right. And when really it was like the shit they were doing was way more brutal. Of than, course. Um, Especially if you're going to decide of your own accord that you want to be this, like in the sacrifice fight. Mm-hmm. That's different than oh, you aren't worshipping this random god you've never heard of that we brought to you and demand that you worship? Time to die. Yeah. That's way worse. (laughs) Although, sacrificing your fighting age males seems like just a bad strategic plan. It wasn't... I mean, what I want to know. We can go into it. Never mind. It's it's not your own people. Okay. Oh, I see. Like it was part of war. Oh. I challenge you to single combat. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Um, I was going to say the midsummer, like, version seems more practical. 
but that makes more sense now that you see it's war based the like the horror movie oh, okay, where yeah. the old yeah. people like are the human sacrifice right they turn whatever it is 75 or something and then they just jump off a cliff <laughs> i'm not saying people who are old should jump off a cliff i'm just saying if your society requires that some of the members of the society volunteer to be sacrificed it right. makes sense if you pick people who are like old and don't care anymore Especially if you get invaded, like, mm-hmm. why would you have all your fighting age people yeah. get sacrificed? Doesn't um, make sense. We are also not not saying that all old people should jump off a cliff. John. Please just live your life. I mean, that goes for everyone. Yeah. But people will probably be upset if you jump off a cliff. Okay. Like, other people. You know. You're taking a stand? I'm just stating a fact. Okay. That's just a fact. We're anti-jumping off cliffs. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Not necessarily, I guess, but I feel like you should just take into consideration the feelings of others before you right. jump off of a cliff. Because your actions affect other people. Mm-hmm. Whether you jump off a cliff or not, doesn't matter what action you're taking. If you decide you're going to make some bread and you're going to eat it, your actions killed a wheat. Or a quinoa or whatever kind of bread you're making. <laughs> if you're gluten-free, it's probably quinoa bread or something. Mm-hmm. Coconut bread? I don't know. Anyway, quinoa doesn't grow in places where the type of paganism that I learned is practiced. So it's not really I mean, not thing. it is corn, really. Or... Yeah, that's true. No. But wheat and barley... Mm. Barley's a big one. I think there's a... um, On the point of the grain god not being a particular person, necessarily, there's also a later... I think it's a fictional text that references a character called John Barleycorn. Oh. Yeah, and then people started associating him with Lamas. Loaf mass. (gasps) Shit, I was going to ask you that and then I just (laughs) say it. Oopsie. You got Lugnasad, which is way more complicated, though, so I think you probably would have got that one, too. That's funny. I just, the other day, I think probably on Lamas, I was rocking out to a song called Run John Barleycorn. That's awesome. Hmm. I'm going to have to tweet it. Yep. Also, do you love the fact that your name having been a very common name in like the British Isles at a certain time period, it means that all these different cool like folk heroes are named John something. Yeah. <laughs> or like Jack or whatever. It's, I don't know, a bit of a trade off because it also means like a toilet or <laughs> the client or the, the patron yeah. of a prostitute. Right. I feel like client is equally accurate. Yeah. In fact, I feel like most sex workers, just correcting your nomenclature there, most sex workers would probably prefer to call them clients rather than... Johns? Trends. Or Johns. Yeah. I feel like that's the word that I've heard and used most by mm-hmm. the people that I know who are in that profession. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. I actually want to plug a couple of books. Okay. Because as soon as the Sabbath 
come like this is free advertising but it's tr these are books that have really helped me a lot in my journey of learning every time a sabbat rolls around you'll see you'll find me in some random corner of my house with like eight books and a notebook in front of me and it's never my actual beautiful like leather bound grimoire that has the big tagger's eye in the top of it because I'm nervous about writing in that book because it's so beautiful I only want to write like perfect things so there's nothing that's like crossed out or something mm. in there so that when you open it it just looks like you found this magical old spell book like perfect calligraphy and shit so I don't write in it very often. <laughs> I always think I'm going to use this notebook and I'm going to like scribble down the shit and like then I'll perfect it and then I'll write it in it. Right. The final copy grimoire. Mm -hmm. But usually that last part doesn't happen. But most of the entries that I have put in there are like that. They're like beautiful. I do big calligraphy letters for like the header of it and then I do like drawings of stuff and it's very cute. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a cute personal story. So when I started reading cards, that was kind of when everybody found out that I had taken it upon myself to actively start practicing. Hmm witchcraft even though i did work some spells as a child it was child spell work like i didn't know that i was doing magic necessarily it was just doing what i felt like doing as a kid so yeah when i started like obviously mm -hmm. doing witchy stuff i think it was my 16th birthday my uncle jerry who's my favorite uncle who's never gonna listen to this but Shout out to Jerry. Sorry, Tony and John. R.I.P. John. Mm. Um, <laughs> anyway, he for my birthday, he bought me a bunch of, like, witchcraft books. And some of them were fine. But one of them has really been just, like, a super useful reference book. And it's got a stupid name. It's called The Teen Spellbook, Magic for Young Witches by Jamie Wood. Which makes sense why when I was 16, my uncle bought that for me because mm. of the title. But realistically, inside, it's very straightforward and it has it lists for each moon phase associations and color associations and all that like basic stuff. So it's good for that. Especially if it's got the sabbats in there and it tells you all the gods and goddesses associated with them and the type of stuff people would do and whatever. I think that it's written for teens is probably a good thing. Though. Yeah, like exactly. It makes it more accessible, more yes, easy to get into. Exactly. That's part of why it's so great. But I feel like it makes it a book that then an adult wouldn't buy it because mm. it says it's for teens. But it's, I mean... It would be good for teens, but that doesn't mean it's not also good for adults to read. Like, young adult lit is super popular with adults, right? Now. Yeah, that's true. So, maybe. Um, and then ever since I started regular, well, semi-regularly meeting with a particular group of like-minded pagans, I decided to buy myself ritual craft 
It's by Amber K and Azariel Aaron K. And I know a lot of people don't like Amber K, but I don't know. Haters gonna hate. Why do people not like Amber K? They feel that uh, like some of the things that she's published are not historically accurate. Uh. She has the book on Celtic gods and goddesses and like heroes and stuff. People don't like it. Mm. They're like, that's not what it was. Or that's not enough information about that person. Right. Because it's like a dictionary of them, basically. Like, there's not a lot of information Uh, about each one. It's just basically names and very basic description. People in the Celtic pagan community are extremely intense about history. And everybody is sure that they're right. Mm -hmm. And they'll argue to the death. For it like not literally obviously but they're very mean and intense and scary about it like no one's like oh you know that's a good book for this and that reason but i didn't like it because of blah they're like this person has no idea what they're talking about <laughs> like they're always yelling there's yeah. a lot of caps lock i i don't I don't know. I just don't read the comments anymore on stuff like that because it stresses me out. <laughs> oh yeah. I feel like that's that's pretty common in any like I guess niche mm. group. If you're like fandom groups or yeah, I don't know, like train enthusiasts, <laughs> it just I don't know breeds pedantry. Mm. Yeah. It's always a contest of, like, I'm smarter than you are, or Mm -hmm. I am more well-read than you, I know more about this than you do, so I'm better. It's like, calm the fuck down, bro. Yeah. Okay. So, um, in Ritual Craft, under suggestions for, they call it, key activities for the ritual that you're planning for other people... It says, you could start a beer to drink at Imbolc. That ties right in with what I was just talking about, how Imbolc and Lugnasad are, like, mirroring each other, kind Mm. of. They're both also right on the cusp of, like, another thing happening, sort of. Like, Imbolc is the celebration of, it's almost going to be spring. Like, we're getting close to it. The snow is melting. Well, not here, but in other parts of the world it's melting you know whatever in vancouver there's like snow what are those flowers called there's a flower that literally pops right out of the snow on the west coast anyway (laughs) and then lignasad is like right at the start of the harvest it's like i don't know Hmm. yeah are they literally on on the opposite side of the the calendar? calendar? I think they might be. Hmm. And that's probably part of why people celebrate them on the days that they do in modern times. Hmm. Rather than celebrating them on the lunar holiday because... I don't know. We just... We use, we the, use the, yeah, the solar calendar. calendar now. So it's like, well... That's another thing where people will get real... They'll turn their noses up and get real highbrow about their paganism Mm. regarding which calendar is the right calendar to use i just made a jerking off motion Mm. you guys didn't see but (laughs) yes i like do you know what i love the idea of 
And I'm thinking about it because I'm holding the ritual craft book right now, and I've thought this every time I've cracked it, but I don't know enough, like, theater geeks. Okay. Is the idea of doing, like, a play enacting the story of that holiday seems like... Mm. It's literally the best. That would be the, like, ultimate. That would be my favorite thing. If it was Yule and we could have the Holly King and Oak King do, like, a fight, that would be my favorite. I'm pretty sure I would die and then come back to life immediately because I'd be so happy. <laughs> never seen the theater geek side of you? I never really was. I mean... I guess it's weird. I kind of was. Like, my mom forced me to take acting classes when I was a child because she desperately wanted to be a stage mom. <laughs> but then in school, I never took drama. And I think it's literally because I was like, you can't tell me what to do. Right. Even though I would have probably loved it and shone like bananas. But then by the time it rolled around to be like high school and they were auditioning for the school play, I was like, yeah, I need to be in this. You were in the high school play? Um, no. I did get cast, but then they canceled the play because they didn't have any money because they spent it all on football equipment. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was the type of school I went to. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was going to be Frenchy. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, oh, that's you, totally. And I was like, what? <laughs> but how, how did the football team do? Um, who fucking cares? I think they actually, like, went to provincials or something they were yeah they were pretty good that's disappointing right (laughs) losers (laughs) i'm uh never mind people don't know me on here so i can (laughs) say whatever i want i think the idea of like i mean it's it's horrific either way but it would be much funnier if they used all the resources to support like a loser football team. Oh, I see. Right. You were looking for the setup of a joke and I did not yes and you. No. I didn't know. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they were good. And that almost makes it worse. You know? Because mm. then the school feels like they did the right thing and you're like, fuck right. you. If they were that good, they could have won anyway and we could have still had our play, you bastards. Mm. <laughs> I'm so mad. The fact that I memorized a monologue and I had to sing in order to get that audition, mm-hmm. like get cat, like get the part. It's I did so much work, and then they were just like, "No, never mind." I was so mad. I'll never dip my toe in the theater again. <laughs> until now, until you put on your Yule play. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god! I want to be the Oak King. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'll tape these boobs down so fast, you don't even know. Do you want to be the Holly King? Do you sure. want to wear a big Santa Claus beard and fight me in a play? <laughs> die. Yeah, you would have to die. We could do it again at summer, and then you could win. <gasps> what if we did it as professional wrestling? Would that make you interested? <laughs> <laughs> You're joking, but that's a really good idea. <laughs> We could do eight of them a year. Eight shows a year. Every Sabbath. Hmm. I don't know what Imbolc would be. Hmm. A King of the Ring where Bridget just like throws everyone else out of the... Why are we talking about wrestling? Why am I bringing that up? Keep going. (laughs) Well, you have now a year to plan it. 
what would the Lugnistad one be? Uh, well, I feel like at this point in time, Lug would be the face and Patrick would be the heel. Patrick. So which patron saint <laughs> do some people believe took the place of Lug in the hearts of the Irish people? Patty. Yeah. <laughs> That's why in American Gods, the show, I don't remember this being in the book, but I haven't seen the show. Apparently, Lug is drunk and he stops in like the street in Ireland and starts shouting at a statue of St. Patrick and like <laughs> getting mad at it. Because, yeah. Was that the, the leprechaun? Mm-hmm. Mm. But he's not a leprechaun. He's a god. He's a god. But yeah. the Christians were like, he's a leprechaun. Right. Classic move of Christians in Ireland. Because they were like trying to turn... We talked about this on the second episode with mm. Rebecca. Where instead of what they did in the dramatic countries where they just burned everything to the ground and decided... They just slapped a cross on it. Um, in Ireland, they were a little bit more, like, nuanced about it. Mm. Where they tried to, like, manipulate the people into becoming Christians. Right. More so. Rather than just killing everyone. It's kind of a mixed bag in the Americas. Mm. Yeah, because it's Santeria seems to be kind of a testament to the integration of mm. that, right? Yeah, that's, I guess, I mean, it, it very much is why the saints are, like, so much more prominent in Latin America than mm. other forms of worship, but... Right. They also just burnt a whole bunch of stuff. You know what might be a good wrestling setup for Lugnasad, actually? It would be a tag team match versus, like, an Andre the Giant type guy, where the tag team is, like just a per like a peasant a person and john barleycorn mm. versus like the, another like representation of the needs of the like people you know mm. maybe like a no i don't know i was gonna say maybe like a druid and john barleycorn or something where at the end barleycorn just like sacrifices himself mm. in order to save the other guy and then because that's the whole point of Lug Nassad is the grain right. god sacrifices himself. But Lug is not the grain god. He is actually the god of many skills. Mm. He's like the... He's a renaissance man. Um. An Irish renaissance man. It, yeah. He could do everything. Which, so could Bridget, kind of. So there's another similarity between them. You can make it a ladder match. What? And that that's how he would sacrifice himself. Is like like the team they would like knock down the opponents and then John Barleycorn would go up the ladder and then jump off it on top of them. Mm. Sacrificing his own well being so that the the druid right. or the peasant can win. Right. Climb the ladder and get the the grain. Right. The red. So the Andre the Giant character is actually like death. Yes. Coming for the druid or the peasant. And if John Barleycorn doesn't sacrifice himself, then death will win. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm <laughs> upset now. 
<laughs> I never wanted these two worlds to meet each other. What's <laughs> happening? Oh, Lord. This feels no, like the good. episode of, Fr- um, I almost said Friends, Seinfeld, where George is, like, upset that his girlfriend starts uh, hanging out with his friends. Yeah. That's what it feels like right now. You're upset that your deities are hanging out with professional pro wrestling. wrestling. Yes, I am. That's good. Hey, look at that. We talked for an hour. What other things can I quiz you on? Oh, what colors are associated with Lugnasad? Uh, green. Okay. Orange. He says as he looks at my orange pants. <laughs> um, They're orange and green, actually, so. Yeah. Let's see if you know any other colors. Spy white. No? What are you looking at? That's white. I don't know. I just said green and orange, and then that got me thinking of the flag of Ireland. Oh. Um, brown. I'm wearing a brown shirt, everybody. Yeah. Okay, there's one color I'm not wearing, which is the main color. So let's see if you can guess that one. Blue. No. <laughs> Yellow. That's why they call it blueness. Yellow. Oh. Yellow. Yellow is the color of my true love's hair in the morning. No. You don't like Donovan? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that song. Oh. Hmm. It's a good song. <laughs> I mean, it's not true in this instance because your hair is not yellow. No, but it's no. just a song. I can't see it. It's brown. Oh. And silver. Luke. Okay. What types of skills do you think that Luke has? Hmm. Arming. What? No. (laughs) That's a good... I mean, that's a fair guess. It's using context clues. Mm -hmm. I understand. There's one in particular that he has in common with Bridget. Hunting? No. Or... Bridget is not a hunter. Oh. Smithing. Yes. Ding, ding. Good job. Hmm. You only took eight tries. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Some people have, like, kind of, I mean, not the Olympics, because it's not Greek, but, like, a version of that, kind of, where they're, like, showing off how athletic they are, mm-hmm. because to celebrate Lug, they'll, like, have a, yeah, like, a contest. They do the, the big, like, tree toss. Caber toss. Caber, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a Scottish thing. I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It yeah. reminds me of Brave, where she's, like, watching the all the suitors try to do the archery. Mm. And there's, like, the huge kid. Yeah. Yeah. And her dad's, like, that he wishes he was tossing cabers. <laughs> Maybe that's Merida's line. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched that movie. Mm. I love it, though. Highly recommend, if you're going to watch a princess movie, watch Brave. I watched it with a broken arm, and it made me feel no pain. <laughs> It made you feel brave. It made me feel like I couldn't use my fingers properly anymore. And then I was like, maybe it is broken. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you look cute in the sling. Thanks. I don't know what else to say. Corn, wheat, bread. Oh, the thing about God. 
like the Christian God. Remember mm. that I mentioned earlier? Yeah, okay. Right. Sure. So what do you think is the, based on everything that you've, mm-hmm. we've talked about in terms of the communion wafer, where do you think I was going with that? Uh, the the bread, the body of Christ, um, as like a sacrifice, is just you know as they typically did, completely plagiarized from uh, from Lug. Well, actually, not from Lug, oh. because remember, Lug is not actually the grain god, right? It's probably true that pagans viewed their harvest as a sacrifice of the land for mm-hmm. them because that's what they worship is nature. Even a bajillion years ago, that's one through line you're going to find. So the grain dies to make the bread right. that you're then eating, which is the sacrifice. And I just think it's very interesting that in Catholicism where communion is performed... It's just this very weird narrative that doesn't have any meat on it. Like, why is the bread and the wine the body and the blood of Christ? Mm. No one could ever explain that to me when I was in Catholic school. And I was like, but why do we eat the little cracker? (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) I wasn't actually allowed to eat the cracker because I wasn't baptized, but whatever. I was still curious. Wait, they don't let you eat the cracker? No. If you're not baptized and you're at Mass, when they do communion, you're supposed to go up and cross your hands across your chest like you're in a coffin, and then they draw a cross on your forehead with holy water. Huh. That's fact. I've done it. Mostly when I was a child and I would sleep over at my friend's house, and then it was Sunday morning and I had to go to church with them. <laughs> yep. The, uh, at my church, they just, we didn't have the special crackers. It was just literally a little hunk of bread oh but you were in, you weren't a catholic i was not yeah no but it was a it was like united church of canada mm. which borrows from different yeah sects of christianity i don't really know like we definitely we had the baptism and the confirmation and yeah i know we went to your niece's baptism right yeah <laughs> yeah okay so and grape juice yeah no one did they explain did they say we're Acknowledging this as a sacrifice of our deity because it is also a sacrifice of the land. Nope, bet, bet not. No. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like very interesting to me as being a person who actually grew up in a pagan household but then was simultaneously attending Catholic school to find these weird little, I don't know, like mario tunnels between the two of them where you're like wait what (laughs) i feel like it happened to me a lot Mm. yeah yeah i don't know that's kind of just christianity in general is picking shoes and oh yeah well consider the fact that the bible most people have in their house is the king james bible Mm. literally king james was like you know what fuck this Let's, how about we write a new version of this book? And that's the one that everybody has. Yeah. What? <laughs> fucking bonkers. If that was a pagan book, I have all these scholars or wannabe scholars on the internet would be like, this isn't the right book. Blah, blah, blah. They'd be like constantly getting on your case about fucking having that book. So, 
I, there's got to be Christian pedants that recognize different versions of the Bible. I think there are scholars who acknowledge that there are different versions of the mm. Bible, but you can't go against what the church has said. This is the thing. Right. Like, that's not allowed. Mm. So, <laughs> even though you might not, like, you might know or you might be able to acknowledge, like, a specific historical context of a different version of the Bible. Right. You need to do that with a lot of, um, like, with kid gloves on very much if you're also going to be a Christian at the same time, you know, or a Catholic especially. A few years ago, I was on a forum. It was just, like, a general discussion forum, and this guy made a thread saying like hey i'm writing a new version of the bible um can can i get some feedback and his idea was to write a basically to rewrite the bible in contemporary language but he also wanted it to be like funny and fun for like like teens so that they would get the messages he was like, I'm inspired by, like, Family Guy. Oh, God. And it was very bad. Uh, you don't say. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember anything specific, but I do know it was very problematic. Very, very homophobic. More yeah. so than, you know, the original Bible. Okay, yeah. on that note, <laughs> um, I actually read this and I didn't fact check it yet so disclaimer sounded right though hmm. uh, now I can't remember the word but the actual term in the original copy of the bible that they use in the part where they later translated it to say that a man will not lay with another man mm. because this is an abomination it was original basically the original phraseology was like a man will not lay with a child Oh. As he would lay with a woman, because this is an abomination. So it's saying, don't be a fucking pedophile, which is a pretty that, uncontroversial stance. Like, I mean, yeah, don't do well, that. So. That's not what the Catholic Church believes, though. I know. <laughs> so, huh. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? Just like that song. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it didn't actually... According to that person, didn't actually ever say, you're not allowed to be gay. Right. It said, hey, don't be a pedophile. That's fair. Really, that should be one of the commandments, mm-hmm. if anything. More so than, thou shalt not hold any other idols above me. No. Like, how insecure are you? I thought you were omnipotent. <laughs> Calm down. Coveting your neighbor's ass. Right, yeah. I mean, an obvious... It, replacement for thou shalt not commit adultery is thou shalt not commit abuse against children mm. how about or rape in general adultery that's the worst you can think of that's what you're throwing in there christ almighty huh, that's ironic i didn't even mean to do that <laughs> i take your name in vain <laughs> but it was never really about like what actually makes you moral, be a good person yeah, yeah. More just about controlling women. Right. In school, as I mentioned, I went to Catholic school. 
and I had a nun teacher for religion class, which was a required class. Mm. And um, there was a project where we had to do PowerPoints on the commandments. And I got to um, pick which commandment I wanted to do. Yeah. I think. Oh, no, I'm not sure if I picked it or if the teacher assigned it to me. Either is possible. <laughs> because she really didn't like me, and she clearly thought I was, like, a rabid slut, which was also kind of true at the time. <laughs> anyway, I ended up doing Thou Shalt Not Commit Adultery as my okay. commandment. And I got put into this group with these two dudes in my class that I didn't even know. Mm. And so I was like, I'm going to do this whole project, okay? Y'all can just go, yeah. like, whatever, touch each other's dicks or something. I don't care. Because I was in, like, a fight with this teacher, and I wanted to make the project. You want to honor, yeah. Yeah. And so it was PowerPoint. The, of course the first slide that I put up is a woman's naked, like, back with m- big hairy man's hands nice. around her. Yeah. On, like, a red silk, like, <laughs> background. And it says, thou shalt not commit adultery, but in, like, the sexy, like, co- um cursive writing and so th- that was how kind of the whole thing went it was very ironic mm. it was just dripping in like sarcasm the whole thing probably some of my best comedic work actually i wish i had a copy of it honestly <laughs> it was pretty great contextually even better mm. you know because then the teacher who hated me so much and if she assigned it to me probably thought she was going to try to make me reassess my life and then just had to sit in her desk while I stood in front of the class with the little clicker going, click, and then just, like, doing basically a performance art piece about how sex is good and everyone else who doesn't think so should shut up and go away. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you get for a grade? Um, when it came to the end of the year, actually, I had a grade in the high 40s but not enough to actually pass the class. So she called me in to her office or to her classroom or whatever and said, listen, Madeline, your grade is at 46%, but I never want to see you again. So we're just going to change it to 50, okay? And I was like, okay. Wow. And she was like, goodbye. And I was like, yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) I was, I... Like, what better way to teach someone that behaving badly is the way to get what they want? Mm-hmm. Right? I just... Or another version of saying that is that if you stick to your guns and you are true to yourself, then you'll succeed regardless of the circumstances. <laughs> I sure. <don't> know. <laughs> yeah. Like, she literally hated me so much that she passed me so she wouldn't have to teach me again. That is... That's powerful, I think. (laughs) You'd think that, like, that act itself, her, you know, fudging the grade is, I don't know, at least some, like, a form of lying. Yeah, it's definitely lying. So. I drove her to sin. Is that what you're saying? Ah, yes. Sister Dorothy. (laughs) You literally corrupted a nun. I'm going to start putting that on my witch resume. <laughs> Corrupted a nun to sin. Yes. It's mm. great. People are going to think I boned her, but that's okay. They don't have to know that she was an old, gross, mean lady. Mm. They're going to assume I'm like that cool swords woman. 
Right. What was her name? She was like, I was challenging men to duels and beating them, and then she like hooked up with a nun and then burned down the convent and all this (laughs) craziness. Oh, it was more than that. She burned down the convent and put corpses in like her lover's bed. Oh, faked her death. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Hmm. Well. Run, John Barleycorn, run. Yep. But don't trip and fall so that we can kill you and can survive until next year. (laughs) Sounds good. You have to fall, break your ankle, let us catch you so we can turn you into bread and beer and other staples. That variety. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Should I do the outro? Sure. I don't know why I think that, like, fluttering my eyelashes is going to help in any way. No one can see them. Puts you in a different mental state, I think. How have you celebrated Loaf Mass this year? Did you make bread? Did you act out a play about stuff? Did you do Olympics? I don't know. Tell us. We want to know. I wanted to make bread and then paint it. I found this like Hungarian painted bread thing and I was like, oh my god, that's cool for Lugnasad. And then I didn't do it. Hmm. Oh, that shit happens. Hmm. Maybe next year. I think with so many people making bread right now at home, mm, you true. might have accidentally celebrated without even knowing it. That's true. You're just so bored that mm. you're like, I'm just going to make some bread. It's been hot, though. Here, right. anyway. It's been really hot. You wouldn't want to turn on the oven to bake bread. Mm. You'd be making, like, nan or something that you can just make in a pan and you don't have to turn on the oven. Right. Still counts, I think. Yeah. Or maybe you make bannock. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know. You've been listening to the Sister Luna Psychic Services Podcast. Sister Luna says... Bake some bread. (laughs) Gluten intolerance is not as common as you think. (laughs) People are going to get so mad.